buddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's that time again, Funky Phil. Woo! yippity doo da day <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, what a beautiful day it is here in Fallbrook. Yeah. <laughs> we are not in the beat locker today. Back at Funky Phil's castle doing the show. Yes. Yeah. Phil has got a very important gig today at the land of Disney. <laughs> so he's got a well, it's a short show today, Phil. Short show. Yeah. We're just gonna get in, get out. Gonna keep it tight. Yeah. Yeah. This is episode seventy two. Um I'm Corey Kingston. That's funky Phil. Playing for the mouse today, playing for the mouse. What, what do they call it? Playing 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 the happiest place on earth. That's what he's doing. Uh huh. T- today. Yep. So we gotta we just gotta like I said, get in, get out, get Phil on the way to uh play his gig. Um, we got a great show ahead of us. Great show. Yeah. Dude, interviewing a legend today. Yeah. I'm a bit nervous if I'm saying the truth. I've never met this dude, but in one of my favorite bands. Dude, I was a huge fan of this band back in the day. Yeah, me too. I still am. What am I saying? <laughs> never thought I would be just like, yeah, just interviewing this dude on the Drum Brigade podcast. Like, never. But anyways... Alan Evans from Soul Live is coming on today. Oh my gosh. Uh, who even are we, Phil? Who are we? We just like we we can't go any further. We've reached the we've made it. Well, <laughs> I think when when once we get Vinny on, okay. Be, yeah. I mean because he's your fave. I don't know how to make you happy, Phil. We've had so many great drummers on, but still, you're like they're not Vinny. No, I'm happy. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, no. We've had some heavies on this show, dude. Heavies. For real. How, do, how in the heck do we convince these guys? I'm sounding very self-deprecating right now. I yeah, should just be more positive. It. Sorry. Sorry, Phil. Sorry. They're lucky to be on our show. Yeah. No, that's a little bit over this. That's the other direction. <laughs> uh, truth be told, we are very, very stoked. We're very excited to have Alan on today. Big um, time. I don't even know where to start. I just have so many things to talk to him about and ask him. And then you know what happens? I, I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to ask about this and that. And then it like cancels everything out. And then when they come on, I'm like, so, uh, huh, hey, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> I just like draw a blank and I'm like, I don't even know what to say. And then I spend so much time going, you're so great. You're wonderful. I wish I could play like you. I should, I just got to like, I got to like hone it in right now. I'm centered. I'm grounded. Like, yeah, we're going to have a great show. Yeah. Uh, this is the drum brigade podcast episode 72. You can get this podcast on all the platforms you get your podcasts on, including iTunes, Google play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, oops, not SoundCloud, TuneIn, Overcast, Radio Public, Drum Brigade. That's muscle memory right there because it's not even written on my sheet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And all that stuff. Uh, We'd like to shout out, um, we'd like to shout out Revolution uh, for sponsoring our show. Revolution makes forward thinking drum products with uncompromised quality, forward, or (sighs) uncompromised quality and innovation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm new at this, Phil. We're not used to having sponsors. Uh, True Tones, Firefly, T-Locks, sim- Solid Brass Cymbal uh, Fasteners. They have a limited edition butter cake um, snare thing that they made with Big Fat Snare Drum or collaborating with Big Fat Snare Drum. They have some really great products. Anyways, if you guys want to get your hands on some, go to RevoDrum.com. Type in the code 
Drum Brigade 15, save yourself 15% on their already affordable products. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Other than that, Funky Phil and I, you know, we have websites and stuff that you can always check out. Um, I just uploaded three new Day in a Life videos. What? Um, so you guys go and watch those. Three of them are, I have three, a series of three videos for um, uh, NAM Show 2020. You can get my true experience. Uh, Funky Phil's in there too. And the last one, no, the second one, Funky Phil's band is playing, and you can see those is that one very, up? very sexy legs. That was not up yet. Yes, it's up. It is? Yes. You can hear the harmonies, and you can see the legs, people. Oh, man. <laughs> but you cannot hear the congas, right? You cannot hear the congas. Those scallywags. Yeah, but you can see Funky Phil playing in a fish tank. Um, <laughs> see, You could see Funky Phil's wife playing keyboard and singing like an angel. Oh, man. And you can see... Uh, all of it you can see all of it it's it's you guys sound dude you guys sound great man Thanks. i'll be honest thank you i put some like i didn't put like the whole show up but i mean i didn't i didn't really capture the whole show but i put some key clips yeah where i'm like listen to funky phil he's killing it listen to those harmonies they're killing it yes yeah it's good i think i put one of jody's organ solos too i think i, nice. gotta, I gotta see but it's just a few clips um that was an odd day anyways i don't want to get into that just go watch the video yeah um and then, yeah, it's good. And then uh, I have one with Shuffle and Bang, and we do not sound that good. <laughs> or, like, a lot, lot going on with that. Just go watch the videos. Anyways, Funky Phil has lessons and stuff like that. It's philpardell.com, coreykingston.com, K-O-R-E-Y. All right, anyways, short show today. Let's get into it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Alan Evans coming up. Yeah. Can't believe that. Can't believe that. Yeah. Funky dude, man. Yeah. Um, how's it going, Funky Phil? Playing Good, Disneyland man. today? Yeah. Dang. With Cassie B and the Stingers? No, just Cassie B Project. Okay. Yeah. We do some of our originals there, though. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Man. We get a good response. People like them. It's a good band. Very tight. Thank you. They're, they're like... I don't know if they're used to having a band that tight. Up at Disney? Yeah. They, we've been told we're one of the best. Yeah. That plays good. at the... Uh, but I don't know. Maybe they say that to everybody. <laughs> Man, I joke around and stuff about like I, we've, made it a, we've made it a thing. And by the way, I did talk to Ryan. And I did tell him we talk about Cassie B's legs. <laughs> he just laughed. I'm like, this is very awkward. I'm like... And she's like, dude, I tell her all the time. She's got great legs. And I'm like, dude, I'm just saying. It's like, <laughs> we say it on the show to be funny. But, aside, you know, it's not all about her legs, dude. It's like, we, we joke around. But, like, I mean, dude, joking aside, she does have fantastic legs. <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is the band is really good. That's what I'm saying. Truth be told, the band is very good. Thank you. Man. Yeah. That means a lot. Yeah. And it's it's very tight. You guys got all of you got everybody in the band except for her are all teachers, right? Yeah. You guys know your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not it's legit. Yeah. It's jo legit. Jody doesn't teach anymore. But I mean he he he's, he, he's taught for years and years though. If yeah. somebody was like, Hey, I need to take a lesson with you, he would know how to do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. There you go. So um and he's done he's been a teacher for a long time. He's just it's like his gigging has overtaken yeah his, yeah there's um i wish that ugh, i wish we could use him man 
<laughs> you know, like he was supposed to, like he auditioned for the uh, the Eddie V's thing. Yeah, and then Eddie V's jumped the gun and went with Lily before we could even like give him a chance. Oh, and and that's kind of what happened. And so, know. like, yeah, and honestly, man, I don't know. I don't know what Lily's Lily is. I don't know if she's gonna like. She's in it for the long haul. Like she might just try to pursue her career like in a different area, like in LA or something. Mm. So I'm like, dude, Jody. But I'm like, I don't. He's really busy though. Anyways, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I'm saying this on the air. Cool. <laughs> I just really like that dude, and I like the way he plays. I like his disposition. Like he does not take any mess. No, he doesn't. He does not. He's been on the show. Do not put your beer on his piano, dude. Uh-uh, it's a big mistake. It's a big mistake. <laughs> like, like, dude, it's a big mistake to touch my cymbals, but times that by 10, okay? <laughs> if you want to lose your beer immediately, put your beer on his piano. Go ahead. I dare you. Yeah, it'll probably end up on the floor broken. Yeah, or <laughs> over your head. Yeah. Uh, anyways, all right. So um, what else has been going on? How was your week? It's good, man. It's pretty mellow. I, we had uh, Felix's birthday. Oh, yeah. He's big six-year-old now. Dang. We kept it pretty mellow. It was just Did he have buddies thing. over? Oh, just fa- family, huh? Yeah, just hung out and pizza and cake and stuff. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> was, he, was he pumped on his gifts? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Did he make the face where he's just so excited he just can't? He just can't. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. One time we, we came over for dinner and... um. We, we like brought, I don't remember what we brought. We brought like wine or something. And then we brought, I'm like, well, babe, we got to bring him some stuff. So let's, this was before, um, Milo, we brought some like toys for him and he was not expecting that. <laughs> it's like, he was already excited that we were coming over. But when we were like, this is for you, he was just like, he just like freezes and is just like, oh, he like, can't, he, he can't, he just can't. It's great. It's the best ever. <laughs> Um, all right, Phil. Well, I, I did a, a fly out, um, to San Jose over the weekend. Yeah. How was it? Yeah. Well, no, really? I ain't trying to hear that right now. It, it wasn't all bad. It wasn't all bad. Let's just say there was a little bit of drama. <laughs> really? I may or may not have completely gotten into it with the bass player. Uh oh. Like I Yeah. What, yeah. What happened? It went down. What happened? <laughs> I okay. This is, uh, this is gonna take some explaining. So I went with my big band. It's not my big band, but the big band that I play in. The big the music that I play, traditional ska and reggae, rock steady a specific era of reggae and rocksteady and ska it's like before the reggae you know and love or everybody knows and loves it's before it's a long time before the bob marley legends album okay (laughs) a lot quite (laughs) quite different from that um and so it's it's a niche thing it's it's kind of fitting to like the drummer that we're having on today because he's like a, a deep funk and soul drummer and it's niche right it's not just like everybody thinks soul they probably think Soul Man, da-na, 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 and that's not really <laughs> what he's doing. You know, that song's funky in its own way, but this is different. Yeah. So it's a niche thing, and it's a it's a specific era, it's a specific genre of soul and funk. Yeah. It's the same for me. 
I play in a specific genre of Jamaican music. It's a, it's a niche market. It's traditional ska and it's rock steady and reggae and all that jazz. Okay. Well, uh, we have a big band version of that. So a lot of the guys that come in this band know nothing about this music. They're reading the charts. Like a lot of the horn players just read the charts and that's fine. Cause it's a big band. Rhythm section though is slightly different. You got to know the stuff. Like yeah. you gotta, you gotta be familiar. In my opinion, you should be familiar with the with the music. Um, but the problem is that isn't always the case. Um, which is fine. I mean, dude, it's it's like I said, it's a niche thing. Well, this is my specialty. This is what I've grown up listening to. This is what I I've grown up playing. It's no secret. Everybody knows I play this stuff. Okay. Well, long story short, we're doing sound check. First of all, homie shows up with a five string, like smooth jazz bass. Nice. Uh, no, it's not nice, Phil. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, and so I'm like, oh, electric bass. He's supposed to be playing upright. Mm. He's like, it's not cost effective to bring. Well, first of all, look, before I start going down this path where it sounds like I'm talking crap on this dude. It's not like that. I have a lot of deep respect for this guy. I think he is a phenomenal player. I think he has is an incredible reader. Like he can read down the charts and he also gets the vibe of us playing together. We're able to embellish in a way that makes the whole band sound much better, especially during the solos. So this guy is somebody I enjoy playing with. He's somebody that really can play his bollocks off. Nice. Okay, and I have a lot of like I have deep respect for 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 this dude. So I don't want it to sound like I'm talking crap, and because I'm not, but it's just it's an honest kind of mistake that he didn't know he does. He's not familiar. With, he told me before we started, yeah, I'm not really familiar with this stuff, this Oof. this music. I just read the charts. Well, that's a problem in my opinion. That's a problem. Yeah, because there's another some of my like close friends that I would rather have in the band, but they're not for the same reason. Like, dude, Freebie, Kevin Freebie has been like banging down our doors trying to get in Western Standard Time and shuffle and bang. And his thing is, dude, I will do the homework and I can read the charts. Yeah. The thing is, though, dude, you're like the best bass player I know, but you don't fit the niche place that we're coming from. You know, because you would show up with a five string, which is, I know a lot of reggae bass players play five string. Yeah. It's Sunsplash. Maybe Sunsplash hasn't been like around since the eighties, but you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm, I digress. Is that the right way to say it? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, this guy starts, starts with the, the, the bass and I'm like, oh, okay. Hmm. Well, like, if we're a big band, like Duke Ellington meets the Scatolites, yeah. neither of those bands would ever use a five-string bass. <laughs> None of them. Yeah. He's like, it's just not cost-effective to bring an upright bass to this one-off gig. All right, you're right. You know, and I know a lot of bass players that play electric bass, and they know how to get the sound. Okay, well, anyways, we have a bunch of new charts. We start playing one of the charts, and it's a Rocksteady song. Rocksteady came directly after Ska. It's, it's specific. Yeah. Okay. The, the, the way that you play that is specific. Um, I don't care if you don't know 
much. But if you're playing in a traditional ska band, you should know the difference between rock steady and reggae. You should know the difference between rock steady and ska. You just should. Yeah. You just should. Yeah. It's like going into a jazz band and being like, you don't you don't know the difference between a bossa nova and a swing tune. Like you should know the difference. That's how drastic the difference is. Okay. We start playing this chart. It's a rock steady song. The first two measures are just repeats. It's a vamp. And there's no bass written. So that is basically saying that whoever's playing with us should know what to play. Just play your other thing until we get to the A section where the bass line is written. Mm-hmm. We start, there's no bass. And so the leader turns around and says, hey, can you just, just play something? Homie plays like sandals jamaica come come to jamaica like reggae bass like jazz guy i don't know how i think this is reggae that's what he went with it's just it's like way wrong dude that's a stevie wonder song yeah okay it's similar to that that's the stevie wonder song is great and it's funky because it's stevie wonder but that's a jazz guy that doesn't play reggae yeah okay uh that's exactly what was it was worse than that dude you know what i'm saying when i say sandals jamaica like come to jamaica and it's just the watered down like garbage yeah that's what was drums (laughs) yes Uh yes. (laughs) this is like exactly (laughs) and i'm just like oh boy so i can't let that go dude i can't (laughs) like this is a ska show that we're playing I have a reputation for a, a, a musician that's trying to keep this music authentic. And that's going to affect me if I'm playing in a band where they are playing Sandals Jamaica reggae when we're supposed to be playing a rock steady tune. Yeah. And I stopped the entire band, a big band. I stopped. Not, not during the shows, during the sound check, but I stopped. And I'm like, yo, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not going to work. And I'm like, can we like write something? I look at the guitar player who is an actual ska dude and a and reggae dude. And I said, hey, can we, can we come up with something specific? That's not going to work. Dude, zero to 60, the bass player is furious. Really? Oh, my God. Furious. Like, I'm like, no, no, dude, no, no. It's not. I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not, not attacking you personally. I'm just saying what you're playing is not like era specifically authentic to what's supposed to be played. And I'm like, so it should be written on your chart. It's not written on your chart. So maybe we can come up with something that works specifically for this genre of reggae. Yeah. Dude is like throwing a fit. He's just, no, forget it. Forget it. I just won't play. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying I'm like, dude, I love the way you play. I'm not saying that I want you to not play. I'm saying that what you should play is not that (laughs) if that's what you're going with we're way off so it might even be better for you to not play because that is like way worse i didn't say it that harsh but i was just like that's it's bad it's not good he's he's upset so then the band is kind of turning on me like well why don't you just sing what you want him to play i'm like look i didn't say i want to write something for him i'm saying simply like saying if you don't know the difference between this and you're playing in this band tonight then shame on you like you should know what to play for a rock steady tune you should know that yeah 
Uh, like he's you're overthinking it this is way overthought like and i'm like no this isn't you have to overthink this like i'm not overthinking this this is simple you should know the difference between rock steady and come to jamaica sandals jamaica style reggae <laughs> i'm sorry you just should can you make a playlist of that stuff <laughs> dude <laughs> I'm getting hot in here. I got to take <laughs> off my jacket. So, I, dude, I, was, I felt really bad because, I, you know, I wouldn't want to be put in that position, called out in front of a big band. Yeah. Especially when he has the credentials. He, he's, he's played with bigger people than I have, and, you know, he's, he's a strong musician. And so I realized that that was really disrespectful to just be like, yo, homie, that's not going to work. We need to come up with something better than that. Like, that's how he took it. That's not what I said, but that's how he took it. Yeah. And so I, I just, I was like, yo, man, I'm sorry. I didn't, I don't mean to call you out personally. I'm just saying this is specific music. Like I'm thinking, dude, if I showed up on a jazz big band thing and every song I'm playing a rock beat, like, or every song I'm playing smooth jazz. Yeah. Every song I'm supposed to be swinging, but instead I'm they're gonna stop the band and be like bro we're playing like in a traditional big band swing band you gotta swing that's not the beat what are you doing yeah so that's all i was doing that you have to call that out you can't who's is it this this band have a musical director okay well there's the problem that this this is the problem you know is yes the music director was trying to help yeah. He was he's the band leader uh-huh. and he he was trying to help. He was trying to be like, "No, just just come up with something." And I'm like, he's like, "Maybe just a little bit more simple." Well, at this point, the bass player has had enough and he's just like, "No, I'm just going to sit out like the chart says." He's like, "We're not going to overthink this." We aren't. <laughs> like <clears throat> and I'm like, "Okay. Okay." And then I'm realizing, "Well, hey, wait a minute. This isn't my band." Like, so why am I even why do I even care? You know, and I'm like, but it's complicated, right? Like if something isn't specific, we got to fix it. It's a suggestion. Yeah. And so, dude, I felt, I felt bad. Truth be told, man, like calling a musician out in front of a lot of other musicians is not okay. And I was, I, I felt really bad about that. I like sincerely apologized for that. Um, but I also feel like it's disrespectful to the music that we're playing to not play it correctly. Yeah. And so somebody has to say something and the freaking musical director isn't going to say anything. Yeah. So I said something and uh, it didn't go over well. So the next song we stopped and I said, Hey man, I just want you to know that like, I wasn't trying to call you out personally. I said, I'm just trying to play the music authentically. I said, don't take that as a personal attack. I was just saying it's not your fault because it's not written on your chart. It should be written on your chart. And I said, so whoever wrote the charts is, the, is at blame here, not you. I'm just saying what you were playing was not authentic with the music, with the style. That's it. He was not even looking at me, dude. Just looking at his chart like, don't talk to me. Oh, man. I have this problem with bass players, dude. Oh, man. That and sounds so, like a tense game. Dude, it was, it was so tense. Just suck the air out of the whole stage. Dude, this is not the only time I've gotten into it with the bass player on this gig. Like I've gotten into it. Oh my gosh. I can't even tell you, dude. I've gotten into it with, with Joey. Who's like, I've molded shuffle and bang off of Joey's band. Like his band is called jump with Joey. 
I always jokingly say, yeah, my band Jump With Corey, because it sounds just like his band. I love Jump With Joey. That's like one of my, that's like, I love them. Okay. I've gotten straight up into it with Joey, dude. (laughs) Straight (laughs) up into it. Like, we're yelling at each other, and I'm just like, whatever, dude. Like, you know, he's, yeah. So I have this problem with bass players, dude. I try really hard to get along with people. But some stuff is just not acceptable. So we end the get, we end the sound check. I pack my symbols. We are not talking to each other. We are not even looking at each other. Packing my stuff. I'm now I'm pissed because I'm like this fool's being a little sensitive, you know. Like I apologize, dude. Yeah. And so I'm like the old me would have just like ripped into him and just been like, bro, you should know the difference and just counted the next song. This isn't this isn't my bad. I know how to play this music. You don't. If yeah. you think that's gonna work, you need to think again. You go. You need to go like in between the gig and this. Do yourself a favor and make yourself a rock steady playlist on Spotify, bro. That's what the old me would have said. Yeah, I didn't do that. So afterward, I packed my symbols. I left everything, and then I walk right up to him, pull him aside, and said, "Yo, man," I said, "That was my bad, calling you out in front of everybody." I said, "I shouldn't have done that," and I really apologize. I said, I, I deeply apologize for that. That wasn't, that was disrespectful. I didn't mean that. And I said, um, and he's like, well, you know what, man, S happens. And he just starts like trying to walk away. And I said, nah, dude, I said, no, that's not, that's not, that wasn't cool on my part. And I apologize. I, I wasn't, my intention wasn't to call you out in front of other musicians. I said, I just put the blame all on me. I was like, you know, I get caught up in my own band and playing this stuff correctly and I said, and that's okay for my band. And I said, but I should just keep my mouth shut and read down the charts like everybody else. And I said, so I should have done that tonight. And I apologize for putting you on the spot like that. He was like, all right, man. And then we squashed it. We okay. shared an Uber after that. Everything was fine. Still a little, little tense. Well, we get to the gig and he's, I don't know if he's just like overcompensating and trying to like prove that he's a bad dude. We already know. Yeah. Bro. It was like, <sighs> Dude on electric bass is great, but in the wrong way. Oh, no. Picture like Jocko playing with, or I don't even know, somebody like that playing. It was way too many notes. It mm. was like not laid back in the pocket. It was like, doom, ding, 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 ding. Like, like, what? This is like a traditional like Jamaican music, dude. When would that, what do you think? Oh, no. How do you think that would ever be okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm just like I'm just shaking my head like oh my god dude this is what you think this is what you think this is okay I'm like alright and so I wasn't I didn't say anything I just kind of tried to keep the vibe right and was just like yeah man like you know I'm just eh, it was just stupid dude I'm just like, dude, why did, why? And so the, the, the band leader told me, pulled me aside. He was like, can I talk to you? And I was like, oh boy, I'm in trouble now. He's going to be like, don't you ever put like, call out one of my musicians again. And that's disrespectful and not at all. He said, don't ever apologize for something like that. You were in the right. You're trying to play this music authentically. And if you call out somebody for not playing it authentically, he's like, that's a good thing. That's what I want. I was like, oh, Okay. He's like, I said, well, you know, I still feel like it was disrespectful to call somebody out in front of other musicians. I shouldn't have done that. He's like, yeah, but this dude is really like overly sensitive. He's like, he's, he's just complaining about everything. And 
<clears throat> he's like, it's not okay, man. He's like, there's just stupid, petty stuff that shouldn't be done. And he's like, you weren't in the wrong. He's like, he was playing the stuff wrong. And yeah. I was like, yeah, well, I still, I still should have pulled him aside and said, hey, on that intro, can we come up with something together? Not in front of everybody. But it was that, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not. The, the problem is, I say it over and over and over and over and over again. The problem is, there is no leader. Even though there is a band leader. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. It sounds, I mean, you shouldn't have to say that. Right. There should be. For a band that big, you get, there should be a musical director who's like making sure everyone's, it, especially if you're having subs and yeah, stuff. Yeah, it won't ever happen. He has section leaders. He brought all the section leaders out. And that and that's the other thing. I felt like if you're bringing me out and you, you put me in that position to be the rhythm section leader, I mean, I can't write their parts for them, but I feel like I should be in that position because I know the music authentically. Mm-hmm. And if you're using guys that just are jazz guys that can read the charts, that's a problem to me, dude. That's a problem. You know, it's th- this music starts with the rhythm section, you know, so whatever, dude, whatever. It, we squashed it. But yeah. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. <laughs> it sounds like a tense trip. It was. It uh, was. It was. It ended up being fine, man. We literally just flew out and then flew back at like like the super early in the morning. The, this stupid time change to like. Oh yeah, I'm still off. <sighs> I hate. I cannot stand this stupid daylight savings crap. Yeah. So stupid, dude. And so we we played Saturday where our t- our clocks went forward or backwards backwards anyways spring forward spring forward okay we've and so we lost an hour of time basically yeah and so like we had our flight was at 8 30 you had to wake up at 6 30 which was really 5 30 and we went to bed at like 1 30 or i did my Mm. roommate then the roommate situation gosh that's a whole nother soapbox that i'm not going to get into but i want my own freaking room when i travel now i'm 40 almost 42 years old yeah i don't want to be sharing rooms with people how many people I just got one guy. Okay. It was, he wasn't bad at all, but it was spooning or you have your own. No, we had our own, but no, I will not do that. (laughs) No, 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 no. He tried that. This band leader tried that one time on tour (laughs) and it it only took one time. Trust me. I was like immediately not in his face. I'm not an in your face kind of guy, but I will let you know if I'm not happy. And I let him know that night. He's like, (laughs) okay, man. Okay. You don't have to, you don't have to get mad. And I'm like, I ain't mad. I'm telling you, this isn't going to happen. Like, do something about this right now, or I will not. This is unacceptable. He's like, okay, man, we're going to fix it. Don't worry. We're going to fix it. I'm like, (laughs) how dare you? How dare you try to put me, like, have me share a bed with somebody? No, no, (laughs) no. Um, I'm to the point, though, where it's like, hey, if you want me to come out, here's my stipulations, dude. I want my own room. And I want, like, yeah, that's another thing we need to get on, like a soapbox we need to get on but we'll do that on another time because i had fun i like i love traveling but i i like doing my own thing man i like i like traveling by myself i don't really like traveling in a group i know that's you know that's it is what it is he can't control that but the dude i was traveling with is fine it's just a little much i i can handle my my own self i just want to do my own thing i want my own room to do my own thing um makes sense yeah. So, dude, this coronavirus thing. Yeah. It's it's a it's a bit serious, but 
I traveled this week. People don't care, bro. <laughs> like really? people do not care. Oh man. No one is taking precautions in any way, dude. Yeah. Like maybe they're just like oblivious and they're not, I don't have TV. Like, so I don't really watch the news, but you can't help but like hear stuff, dude. At, like, okay. I did see a few people wearing masks and stuff at the airport, but not much. And, yeah. like, nobody is really doing anything, dude. I was, like, a full-on germaphobe, dude. Like, hand sanitizer. Like, I am anyways when I'm at the airport. But, like, you know my routine we've talked about. I sit down in my plane seat and I wipe everything down. Oh, I mean, yeah. I was, like, over the top now because of this thing. Like, coming home, this lady comes and sits down next to me. And she's like, oh, that's really smart. She's like, making your area safe. That's really smart. And I'm like, yeah, I go, that's just my routine every time I fly. But especially now, you know, she's like, totally makes sense, man. What a great idea. And then I open up the thing like, here, do you want one? She's like, oh, no, 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 I'm fine. Thank you. I'm like, dude, like. (laughs) Clean it up, lady. Like, what is the, what the heck is wrong with you? Like, (laughs) I'm offering you a free wipe, which these are hot commodities, dude. You can, the shelves are cleared. You can't find these things. I told my wife. We should just go and clean out Walmart and like whenever they, they put them like st- restock, go buy the whole shelf and then stand out front and be like, yo, I got your hand sanitizer. I got your wipes. Oh, Five bucks each. That's so wrong. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. So anyways, no, you that I hope, I hope people don't do that. It's stupid. But um, yeah, I, I, I was taking every precaution known to man. People still want to shake hands. I'm like, I don't want to be that guy where I'm like, oh, oops, oops, oops. Let's just uh, fist bump there, buddy. Yeah. But part of me wants to be like (laughs) a total jerk. Like they're holding out their hand. You're like, oops, oops, oops. Uh, Oh, ooh. Um, Yeah, no. Sorry, no. I like I saw one where people just like touch shoes. Yeah, yeah. Shoe high Why can't we be like the Japanese and just bow? That's kind of weird, too. I like that. I've been like giving people my elbow and just being like, just bump elbows. Yeah. But it's awkward when somebody's like, hey, man, great job. And they put their hand out and you're like, oh, oops. Yeah. So anyways, I'm just trying to be careful, man. I don't want to get it. Yeah, me too. I got it last time we had the show here. Just kidding. <laughs> no, it's I, I'm, I'm hearing that it's not it's bad. Obviously, you can die from it. They're trying. It's like, you know, any, anything else where it's like. They're trying to scare people into, I don't know. There's a lot of clickbait out there. It, 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 yeah. I mean, it's serious and it's, but it, it's from what I've read, it it's mostly the elderly mm. and people with like respiratory problems Yeah, that die, right. which sucks. You yeah. Know, they're still, it's but still they, serious and sucks, but it, apparently it's not even as bad the, as if, the flu. If they caught like pneumonia, they would probably die. Yeah, you know, or the so, flu. Yeah. So I'm just coming to the conclusion that, like, people that get it are weak, and I'm strong. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I should not say that because now I'm going to probably get it now you get die. It. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. So, I, yeah. We'll, we'll just we'll see what happens. But don't take, it, don't take it serious. Take, like, hygiene and stuff serious, people. But, like, don't get crazy with it, you know? Like, don't let... Not to get like all conspiracy theory on people, but like, you know, a lot of this stuff is so that it keeps you in submission to like, who knows what, you know what I mean? Like, 
that makes sense. This sounds like a conspiracy theory, but like, <laughs> the, basically what I'm saying is this is man-made and you guys, no, I'm just kidding. No, just don't get to like, it, it's, it's people that are in fear, like act different than people that are in control. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So if the government, I don't want to say that. Never mind, dude. Uh, you get me wrong. Yeah, you'll get me get started. We'll, tw- like 30 minutes later, I'm still like, and another thing. No. I'm not a conspiracy theory guy. I'm just saying that this seems pretty convenient that everybody is like scared and buying all the hand sanitizer off the shelves. It just seems weird. I don't think it's convenient at all. No, it's not convenient because <laughs> I can't find any hand sanitizer and I would be one of those idiots buying oh. it. I don't know. I think it's, you know, to me, it, it makes sense to be extra careful because they don't have a vaccine for it yet. Yeah. So there's, you know, and limited, you know, experience with treatment. I'm so. reading that. I'm reading that it does not like heat. It does not like ginger. And so if you're like drinking ginger tea or ginger soup or if, if the weather is hot, like it does, it doesn't. It doesn't like ginger. I heard that ginger helps like will help. Like if you contract, you contact, contact it, contract it. I don't know if you get it. I read from like a, I read something from like a, a college professor, health professor or whatever that like, it's not as bad as people, the government or whoever are making it out to be. It is bad, you know, but it's, it doesn't mean that you're going to die if you get it. The way that you fight it is like this for right now and like stay up on your health. I'm not a doctor, dude. I don't know. But take precautions. Wash your freaking hands. Don't touch your face. Wash well, your hands. Yeah. I t- everybody touches their face, though. The, there was like this thing where this lady's like reading, a, reading the script of like, hey, so uh, first things first, you don't want to touch your face. Then she sticks her finger in her mouth and flips to the next page as she's saying this. Yeah, I saw that too. But <laughs> you know, it's all it's taken out of context. Yeah, she probably just washed her hands. Just wash your hands, people, <laughs> and like, you know, like I don't know, I don't, I don't. I, we're not, we're not that kind of show. We can't give you guys advice on what to do for the coronavirus. But I'm just, my point is. I was traveling this weekend. It doesn't seem like Americans are really concerned that much because no one was doing anything. And there was tons of old people. There was old people that were just like, hey, we just got off the cruise. Were you on the cruise too? I'm like, you were on a cruise? And now you're flying and you're old? <laughs> like, <laughs> you're like, that's, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. So anyways, that's all I'm saying. We got to take a break because we got Alan Evans coming up. Phil, I have a proposal for you. Since this is a short show, yes. why don't we combine this show with the bonus show from Aquarian and then make it a full show? That one was like two hours. No, it is it? Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, look, guys, it's a short show this week because, you know, Phil's got a gig and I got lessons and all that stuff. But we're going to still release the bonus episode this week. All right. And what's wrong with doing a three-hour show anyways? (laughs) Too long. (laughs) For you. you, But, like, I listen to to podcasts that are four hours long. All right. All right. Anyways, break time. We got to get Alan on. Okay. All right. Yo, Funky Phil. Yo, Corey. We have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. 
You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. We got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the Brotherhood of Drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store. Oh, yeah. The Drum Brigade podcast is brought to you by Revolution Drum. Right, Funky Phil? Yes. Yeah. True Tones, which are premium drum dampers, Firefly drum key, T-locks, Solid brass cymbal fasteners, all kinds of different things. They got a, a collaboration with Big Fat Snare Drum called the Butter Cake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, beefy. Yes. Revolution makes forward thinking drum products with uncompromised quality and innovation. If you guys type in the code Drum Brigade 15 at checkout when you visit Revo Drum, R E V O D R U M dot com, you can save yourself 15% on any of those products. Yes. Use the code Drum Brigade 15 at checkout, Revo Drum dot com. Yes, sir. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> Funky Phil. Yeah. This is a big this is a big one here. For real. Yeah. I, never in in my life, never in my history of this podcast or whatever I do, what I thought I would be interviewing somebody from one of my favorite bands, man. This is this is cool. Yeah. Um all right. So plays with Soul Live, plays with Matador Soul Sounds with members of New Master Sound. Has a, he's a recording engineer, producer at his own studio called Iron Wax. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Alan Evans on the show. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> huge, huge studio on. audience in here. They're just, they're all, they're all happy. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I can't, I can barely hear you guys. Oh, man, okay. Drowned out there. <laughs> <laughs> man, Alan, thank you so much for coming on the Drum Brigade podcast. We are just... Yeah, we're stoked, man. <laughs> oh man, my my pleasure. I'm looking. I'm looking. I've been looking forward to it. So. Cool, cool. Yeah. How's everything going for you, man? Man, everything is great, man. I'm like literally just kicking it today. Um, it's like I'm, you know, it's a beautiful 71 degrees here in Western Massachusetts. Wow. Um, yeah, man. So I'm there's literally nothing to complain about. That's California weather, man. That's how we are out yeah, here. Exa- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, just enjoying the day, man. Just, just hanging. Man, we're um you know, we've had some funky drummers on the show, but um man, we we really like dude, I was telling Phil this morning, man, I loved lo- I loved. I love Soul Live. Like we, I mean, it was like, it's regular rotation, like all the time. And especially like a few years ago, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, it was just like, I mean, everybody was vibing on soul live. You guys were doing something so different and, uh, especially your style of playing and, you know, it's, 
it's jazzy it's funky it's it's like it's authentic it's timeless it's uh, the list goes on man so like Mm, it's wow. cool man yeah. it's so cool and then the stuff that you're doing with with you know some of the guys from new master sound is also a great band um yeah man i mean like what do you what do you say you know it's like man it's just so it's so cool that you you do that how did you i mean how do you like what's the question i'm trying to ask phil like why are you so dope <laughs> oh man man <laughs> man uh, you know that's a Wow, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess you know to when it really when it comes down to man is this, I've I've always just strived just to do just do my thing. Yeah, you know I've I've and I guess so. The thing is, man, like you know, it's kind of I've never maybe when I was younger, I I wanted to be a drummer, mm-hmm. um, but. I don't even, I don't even think about that kind of stuff anymore. Man. It doesn't it get to a point. There was a point where I was trying to be a drummer, and all that what I thought that entailed at that at that time. So it was just kind of like trying to like learn thing, you know, like go about that the, the 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 route that I saw other people kind of going, like you know, learning, you know, practicing and learning and like trying to. And man, I it, the thing is, it just never, it just never felt right. To yeah, me. you know, like I, it just, it didn't feel right, man. I, I could care less about watching. And I'm talking, man, I'm 45, man. So mm. you're talking back in the day, man. Like, I mean, I've been playing for a really long time, but so I'm probably talking about my early teens, you know. So yeah. back then, it was all like reading. It was just magazines or like buying, like literally, like just buying, like videotapes of like VHS tapes of like other drummers and like, and you know, there was this before YouTube, all that kind of stuff, man. So it just never felt right. I could, I, I, I just didn't, I don't know. And maybe part of it was, I just couldn't do what I was trying to do, like trying to emulate other people. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was part of a frustration of that. And then, and then with me, it's just I just I don't have the t- the, the attention span really to like really, you know, deep dive into somebody else's style and like, you know, learning rudiments and all this kind of stuff, man. So I just said screw it. And then after that, man, it just I was just like I'm just gonna do whatever feels right. I don't really care what anybody thinks. Yeah. You know, and you know, and of course, like when I was younger, like. I, you know, it's like you get a, you definitely get, you can get a lot of shade from other people, other like quote unquote drummers who have like, you know, studied, they've done this, they've studied and they've done all this and that, you know, and then all of a sudden you're like on this, you know, on the same stage as these other guys, mm-hmm. you know, and it's some, some people are, you know, that's just like, I guess in any profession or whatever, people feel like, oh, I've put in the time. So, you know, and I know all this and that, this and that. So why are you here didn't do the same thing you know but anyway like you know i just kind of uh, i ignored all that you know because i just thought it was just kind of ridiculous you know it's like man, it's just it's just music it's not rocket science you know yeah and, and just do, just do whatever you want to do like so anyway so like as i've gotten older i've just like i've like really embraced that you know like that's awesome more and more just in just life in general you know it's like I just, I just don't care. You know, I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I'm glad that people dig what I do, 
But if you don't, that's cool. There's something. There's some. There's somebody else out there doing something this that is, you're probably gonna. You know, like whatever, this is exactly you know? what I say all it's like verbatim what i say all the time man like i'm i'm 41 yeah. so we're we're similar close mm-hmm. in age and yeah yeah i grew yeah. up the exact same way you know watching all the tapes and watching you know watching Vinny and watching dennis chambers and all these great drummers yeah. and i i'm still the same way but i still at 41 years old i still feel that pressure of like man like I got to practice, man. I got to get good. And there's these kids that are just throwing up these Instagram, you know, Insta bangers or whatever. And yeah, it's like, man, it's great. I I mean, I appreciate, I have appreciation for that stuff too. But at the end of the day, what you're saying is exactly how I feel all the time. Like where it's like, man, I just want to play drums and make it feel good. I have a feeling when I play drums that I get, and I want that to be conveyed to everybody else. And like, that's what it should be about. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it's funny, man. Like, I was, I was just, in a, I had a, a friend of mine in the studio who's been coming out. Um, he, is, he lives out in Chicago. He's a ridiculous drummer, but uh, just a ridiculous musician and just you know artist. Anyway, we were just a guy kind of kicking it about just the and we and we rarely talk about drums because I don't. Yeah, I I'm just not, again like I I could care. I you know I'm not that dude. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But. But the, what we were, what we kind of dialed in on, which was kind of interesting, was like just the drum set, the the drum set itself. Like, you know, you grow up and you see people playing the drum set a certain way. There's the kick drum there. There's like you have the snare drum here, the hi hat. Like, and what I was kind of bugging on was like, why is the hi hat? Why does it have to be over there? Yeah. <laughs> and the, the funny thing, and so you just see photos of people done it, and you just and you just learn. Like, and to me, it's like. It's 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 so ridiculous that, and I still do it obviously, but there were times where I kind of I was trying to get away from it. But it's like you're playing this stuff, you know, and say you're you know you're 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 practicing or whatever it may be, or you're just having trouble with, you know, because your right hand, uh, well, speaking in as a right-handed drummer, mm-hmm. you know, your right hand is over your your left arm, and you you know, and and a lot of times, like I'll be on a gig and I just hit the two hands hit and a stick will, the drumstick will fly out. Yep. You know what I mean? Just like, okay, I'll just grab another one. <laughs> and to me, it's just like, like, that is, like, I'm some, I'm literally on the gig sometimes. I'm like looking at, at like, looking at my hands like, this is stupid. Like, <laughs> like I think that all the time. Like, why, and why does everyone feel like, you know, so you're practicing all this stuff, you can get all this stuff perfect. Oh, and that's where we started, that's where we were bugging on. We were talking about Billy Cobham. Mm-hmm. And like Billy Cobham, you check out Billy Cobham, he's like, or I don't know, what they, but his left hand is like playing the hi-hat. So it's like right. open, you know, his whole, and it's like, well, that kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Like his hands aren't just like hitting each other. You right. know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's just funny things like that. So it's it's like, you know, and, and I mean, I play guitar as well. Mm-hmm. And it's and same with guitar. It's like, well, okay, yeah, you have E-A-D-G-B-E. That's your, you know, like your, well, and then, you know, but when you listen to someone like Keith Richards or whatever, it's like, oh, well, you don't have to tune the guitar right way. And it's the same thing with drums. Like you don't ha- like you don't have. To- I mean, that's the beautiful thing about drums. You like at the before the before you set them up, they're all in individual. They're just all spread out on the floor. You know, right? You can set them up any way you want to. So and it's like and the whole thing for we were bugging. I was like, well, why not make it easier on yourself? Like why it's so funny how we make things so difficult because it's this is the way that's set up. No, it doesn't have to be. Does, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's 
you know, and, and so it's just little things <laughs> like that, man. So that's all kind of stuff I bug on. It's like, why? Like, why? Like, I, and like I said, I'm at a point now. I'm like, man, I play a lot of gigs. I don't even play, like, I don't even play like toms or and I'll just come. I'll just play straight, man. Hat, kick, snare. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm I ride some. It's like, or you know, it's like. I like I, man. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I literally don't care if that that's bothering you because I, I'm not. You know, it's like it feels good to me. Yeah, you know I'm the mean? one like, playing. I'm just gonna do it. I yeah, like that. Exactly. Like, I think a lot of young people too out there. You know, or, or, who knows? A lot of drummers out there don't realize that. You, you know, when you start saying, "Why are there so many rules on how I play?" That's what makes mm-hmm. you an innovative, an innovator, an innovative drummer. As right. you know, and then that's what helps you develop your own sound, your own style. Um, th- you right. know, that's I don't, and I don't know how you guys feel, but that one of my favorite drummers is Chris Dave, and it's for that reason. Oh yeah, man, yeah, Chris, I know Chris, man. Yeah, I mean, exactly, dude. And it's kind of cool, man, to have seen like the, you know, kind of Chris. Uh, you know, I've known you know for a while for a while now, just to see the per- like. I mean, even when I first met him, he was mm-hmm. on. Some- some different stuff right but over the years just to see the progression of like what he's you know how far he's come over you know in the past 10 15 years and like you i just check him out every once in a while I'm like yeah wow man this cat is just you know he'll just have like all snare drums right you know what I mean? like whatever <laughs> like whatever he's tripping on you know but it's like yeah man like just do you do yeah every you know what i'm saying and i and i don't and i just and um and like again, I have like a lot of people come through the studio, and I, I, that's not just a drummer thing, you know. It's just like a that's just a musician thing, mm-hmm. you know. What I mean, that's an artist thing. It's like, man, if if it it sounds good to you, then it's good. Yeah, that's cool. Period. You know what I mean? Like, just feel good about it, and like, so who cares? Like, who cares if like someone's like, oh, you can't put these these pedals in this kind of chain or else like why does the delay pedal have to be after whatever it doesn't it doesn't yeah it it doesn't doesn't. you know what i mean it's none none of nothing has to be a certain way man it's it's breaking the mold it's it's being original you know it's been being an innovator and then when you start doing that you start noticing that other people start copying you you know every like after chris dave started doing the snare drum thing now everybody has two or three snares in their setup, yeah, yeah, you know, or like man, I've done it, that. I've done that with so many different drummers until it's like, man, this is my sound, and then all of a sudden people right. start, you know, copying. Right. And it's that's you know that's what it's about. So I mean, it's the same thing could be said about Daru. Yeah, you know what I mean, like, dude, like, <laughs> and me and my boy were tripping on, on Daru one day too. Man, it's like, man, like, like you look at that cat playing, you're like what is this? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> hey, it works for him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the crazy, the dope thing about Daru, though, is that, man, if, if if you walk into anybody's gig now and you see, like, I mean, he's, that's it. That's, yeah. that's Daru's setup. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's, it's just, he put the stamp on it. You right. You know what I mean? So that's, that's <laughs> exactly, that's what you're, you know what I mean? That's, I think that's just, that's really cool, you know? Definitely. And he's, again, that's a cat who's just like, Man, he doesn't have a traditional whatever whatever quote unquote traditional setup. It's just, it it makes him play a certain way. and that's that that's the thing, man. It's like you know, you listen to him and then you you look at that setup, especially if you're like a you know, if you if you've been playing for a while, you're like, Yeah, that makes sense when you listen if you just don't even look what he's doing, but mm-hmm. you just listen. 
the setup makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that feel, okay, I can see why. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, so a lot of times just, like, setting up, like, I, I mess around with, you know, setting things up a different way all the time just because if I want a certain feel, well, just, you know, set it up, set it up differently to yeah, man. get how you, how, till it feels right to, for that particular, whatever you're trying to do, you know, um, I don't know, man. It's, yeah, it's this kind of stuff I just I trip on a lot, you know. Like, you know, it's kind of funny, man. It's like, uh, you know, you you, you know, catch all all the time. Oh man, you, you don't come up to after the show or like you see people online talking about. Oh well, oh what uh what guitar amp are you playing? What guitar? All the kind of stuff. You know, man. Look, man. I you know I've I've gotten to play with some pretty incredible you know musicians guitars you know was it going to guitar realm for instance so and one time we were we were we had this rehearsal down in New York before some gig that um, Schofield was like playing with us you know I don't wow. even remember the mm. gig but whatever so we go to show to the rehearsal room and man this place was busted man i mean <laughs> nothing like worked in there it was horrible but whatever it, you know, it was just rehearsal yeah so they had a, um they had a there was a, a there was a vox a ac30 in there and uh for sco and he showed up a little late you know or later than us mm-hmm. so when he before he got there i like you know we kind of checked out the amp like yo man this thing barely even works barely even makes you know what i mean it was horrible <laughs> So anyway, so Sco finally walks and says, "Hey man, sorry, dude. You know, this this amp is." He's like, "Oh, whatever. You know, we're just rehearsing." Yeah, that's cool. You know. So and you know, he plugged into it and it just sounded like Sco. I mean, this thing was horrible. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, we could not, we could barely get it to work. Yeah. And you know, and that's the thing. He's like, you know, people always talk, "Oh man, what kind of guitar?" You know, and I've played with Sco when Sco's played a Telly. He's wow. played his his. You know, he's played all kinds of different guitars and mm. always sounds like him. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so it's like it's the same thing with like piano. You know what I mean? People is you can have five different. You can have Herbie Hancock. You can have you know um, McCoy Tyner. You can have, I mean you can just go down the list of p- pianists. Mm-hmm. All sit down at the same piano, and that piano will sound different. Yeah, I've the, had that. The, I've the, had that on drums. Will sound different. Yeah. Yeah. It's same thing with drums. Every instrument. So the thing is, man, so, you know, it's cool, like, you know, obviously when you're younger, like, you just, you know, you just don't know. You're learning, you know, like, you know, but it's like, that's just like the perfect, I mean, look at that, the the piano is one of the most amazing um, examples of this. Because it's piano, why does it sound different? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, I mean, that I, that just boggles my mind. It still does. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really shouldn't. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, you know, it's not like, you know, like a guitar, you bend the strings a certain way right. or whatever. You know, it's just like, it's like, but yet, yet again, man, like, it's the feel. You it's know, the feel, how someone yeah. attacks that, you know what I'm saying? Like, they can really make the, just the tone of it sound different man we do we go through this all the time like at at our studio and i'll play something and then phil will play something Mm -hmm. and i'm like completely why doesn't mine sound like yours dude like you you play it your your notes have more space in between them and you know it's like it's just it's not better or worse it's just different you know it's it's cool yeah man yeah yeah exactly i mean do it at my at my studio I have people who are like kind of bug out on different recordings. You know, I have some friends who are engineers as well, and 
and uh, more so they design gear, you know, and I'll send them stuff I'm working on. I'm like, yo, what did you do this time? What'd you do this time? Man, nothing. Microphones are in the same place. Like drums are, uh, guitars and everything. I don't, I don't really change much. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, cause the people who come in are like, that's the, that's the variable. You know what I mean? It's like, there's just different, the way they play, the tunes are different. You know, it's like, so yeah, I don't really have to do much. You know, it's like, you got some good musicians in there, you know, day, day, day in, day out. Yeah. You like, why, why move, why spend the time moving microphones around and and trying all these, oh man, I'm going to try this preamp, this microphone and blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, that's cool. That's fun, you know, but like, man, get some good musicians in there and like, they're doing the work for you, you know? <laughs> that's a really good way to put it though. That's the beauty of what we do. And especially, you know, you know, we're uh, obviously we're drummers and we're a drum podcast and, and then, you know, you embellish more with different things, but there's beauty in that we're all unique and individual and we all yeah. have our own sound and we can all take, you know, we can all learn something from each other. That's, exactly. you know, like our, our, our mission or our model or whatever you want to call it for the drum brigade is camaraderie over competition. And we're just so yeah, tired man. of that whole competitive, like you were saying, people throwing shade, like how I've worked hard to get to where I am. But at the end of the day, man, it's like, dude, we still have something in common. We're playing drums and we're, we're making music, you know, we, yeah, we have that to share and it's a good, it's a beautiful thing, man. It's cool. Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, I have no problem sharing anything with anybody, anything that I do, you know, any instrument I play or, or studio technique or whatever, because everyone <laughs> is, is just a different, everyone's different. You know, everyone has their own personality, so everyone's going to um, apply whatever you teach them or whatever you learn. You're going to apply it differently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can literally play the same song the same way, but there's all. But it's a different person playing it. It's gonna. It's going to sound different. You know yeah. what I mean? And and so with that, I've always uh, strived to, you know, not just. Uh, yeah, I just. I again, just do my do my thing, man. That's cool. That's, that's all. I want to yeah. come to your studio yeah. and record. Me too. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. Uh, we have out, man. We have some uh, listener questions here. Let's uh, let's uh, all right. let's get on those and uh, see what that's all about. Uh, first one uh, is from it. Daniel Pugh, P I U at Daniel D A N I E L E P I U. All he just says is "Hi there," and it's a winking emoji. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a question. He just wants to say hello, apparently. Yeah, um, right, well, what's up, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> the next one is <laughs> the next one's from Blake Ritterman uh, at Blake Panic uh, on Instagram. His question is: Is a strong, committed groove always enough for the song? Is a strong, committed mm-hmm. groove always enough for the song? That's a good question. That's a really good question. I mean, my my. Uh, I want to say, I mean, I want to say yes, but, hmm, I guess, well, hmm, that's a, that's a really good one. I want to say yes, um, but my, I always, the song always comes first. Yeah. You know, I'm always, whatever the, I do whatever the song tells me to do, um, so I guess my commitment to that song is strong. Yeah. So 
I guess maybe, but maybe some songs don't need a strong. Ooh, that's a that's a good one. That's kind of a, that's a that's that's a good one. That's a really good question. I think I, mean, I, I guess I'd say yes. Yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah. So I guess that's you know, but strong doesn't necessarily have to be loud. Right, it doesn't have to be super present. But I think your yeah your commitment to whatever you're playing always should be strong. I yeah. think that um, from I mean obviously it depends on what you're recording or what you're playing. Um, you know, if you're playing some math rock stuff, then probably not, <laughs> but you know, depending on what you're playing, but I think about like in general music, like general pop music, some of the most recorded, you know, the drummers that record on everything, you know, so maybe mm-hmm. Jeff Picaro, yeah. um, maybe, um, yeah. um, Bernard Purdy, maybe, uh, John yeah, Robinson, yeah. Vinny Caliuta, yeah. those drummers obviously like especially Vinny and and john robinson and and obviously picaro too they have all the chops they'll ever need to do anything that they'll ever want to do but the majority of their like if we're doing like a pie of how much is groove and how much is like chops or fills or whatever i mean Mm -hmm. it's probably like 70 percent or more about the feel and the groove Mm -hmm. exactly i think when you're talking about in general we're not talking about like you know, if we're recording a funk album or something, then yeah, it's all about that feel and laying down that pocket. But yeah, yeah. you know, um, so that's my take on it. I would say, yeah, commit to a groove, but sometimes it do- it's not enough. Sometimes a song calls for a great, wonderful Jeff Picaro yeah. drum fill or something. I don't know, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But with that, you know, but I guess that what my whole take on it is this: you your commitment to the entire thing. Yeah. Like every note should mean something. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, I, and that's, I, you know, I guess that's the biggest thing for me. Like mean it. Yeah. You're up there playing mean, mean it. Know the song. Even if you don't know, um, um, I guess it all comes down to listening. That's the first thing for me. You know, it's like, just listen, 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 you know, and then just, man just commit to what you're you're there so you know just mean just mean it yeah you know? i like that i like that what about you yeah. funky phil what do you think about this question yeah i mean I, I agree with everything you guys have said so far i think you know i it serves the song you know like whatever the song mm-hmm. whatever the song feels like it needs whatever feels right to you mm-hmm I think yep. it starts with what he's saying. A strong, committed groove. Is that enough for the song? It starts with, obviously, it starts with a strong, committed groove. You, no one ever yeah. learns a song by going, okay, let me learn the fills first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like well, so, some people do. <laughs> like what you said, Alan, meaning it. Like, dude, listen and then mean what you're trying to say. You know, like yeah. if you're committed to a groove, if you're committed to something, you know, you got to mean what you're trying to say, you know? And so yeah, I think that, yeah, yeah. is that enough for a song? I mean, it depends on a song. <laughs> it depends on the song you're playing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I guess, I guess, I guess the thing is, is like, um, is it enough for the song? But I mean, I guess that's a, that's a really good, that's going to get you pretty far. Yeah. And, um, with that, that kind of mentality and that, you know, that approach that'll get you far. Yeah. So, that's yeah. very cool. Thanks, Blake, for uh, sending in that question. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have a few minutes to do some just more random questions? 
Yeah, of course. Okay, let's do it. I'm going to spin this wheel. Don't make fun of our sound effects, please. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Alan, who would play you in a movie? Like, what actor? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. Who's that? Uh, who's the dude from Key and Peele? Maybe him. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I think. <laughs> wow, that's a ooh, that's a good one, man. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> I, I've never been asked that before. That's so funny, man. Because I was just I was just listening to Mark Maron earlier today. He had um Don Cheadle on, you know. Oh yeah. Like yeah, so you know, just like bugging out on like they were bugging out on his his uh, his his portrayal of miles davis you know oh that's a like, yeah, man, man that's so a great like, person to play miles i didn't even think about that yeah yeah dude so so there you know so you know so man every once in a while there's someone that's just just like man per- just perfect for the role or like yeah. uh, man like uh denzel washington when he did like malcolm x just mm. killed that you know some people are just like it's just like there's just or like uh jamie jamie uh, Fox when he did Ray, oh man, he was like great. born born to play, you know, just those the, the people, you know. So, so who? <laughs> <laughs> man, that yo, that is a tough one, man. <laughs> wow, I man, wow, I I don't even know, man. Damn, uh, man, <laughs> <laughs> that's a hard question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, man. You know, I know. Oh, I have no idea. I, wow, wow. Oh, there is an actor. I, I can see his face, but I can't, I don't remember his name, but I think he would be a good one, a good person to play, just based on looks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I can't yeah, remember yeah, his name, yeah. though, but yeah. Well, you don't, Man. you don't know me or Phil, but I think uh, Denzel would probably play me or, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Anderson, uh, Anthony Anderson could probably, maybe, yeah. you know who Anthony Anderson is, Phil? Yeah, of course. I, don't, yeah, I, don't yeah. I think yeah. he could probably play me. He's a, I'm like look up pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could probably play me. I, I don't know though. <laughs> I can, I can <laughs> see, see it. I can see it. <laughs> uh, what about you, Phil? You said uh Well, <sighs> someone told me someone said I look like Giovanni Rabisi yes, before. I could see that. So I guess I'll just stick <laughs> with that one. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm going with uh, I can't remember if it's I think it's Keegan Mike and Key, the Key of Key and Peel. I think that's who I'm going right, with right, for right. you, Alan. Okay, All right. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. That's yeah, cool. that's cool. Okay. We'll roll with that. Let's let's do let's do one more. Okay. Yeah, um, got now. What's the weirdest job you ever had uh, besides Ooh. drumming? It could, I guess it could be drumming <laughs> yeah, or playing, but, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So, the weirdest. I haven't. Okay. Well. Okay. So with the. Okay. So I'll start this off. So I. I start. So I started gigging out when I was like eleven. Wow. So. Um. Yeah. Exactly. So. So I. I so from when I was like eleven. To I was about. Oh, what year was that? I would have been eighteen. I was about twenty-two. And I, I think it was about 22, and I kind of retired for a while. Oh wow! Like, um, I just like stopped playing music altogether. So I was chilling for a couple, like a couple of years. 
before I moved out. Actually, before I moved out to San Diego, and then I started playing with the Graver All Stars. Oh, cool! So in that time period, when I was like, kind of took some time off, I worked at in a like a five star restaurant. That was the first job. The first job I ever had, wow. like outside <laughs> of music, was at a five like serving at a five star restaurant. That was like wild because like <laughs> that's crazy i shouldn't have been, i shouldn't have been doing it but it was kind of a hookup so that's cool. but the, the job that was really bugged out man i <laughs> i got this gig dude in a in a collections agency oh my god so you, that's the worst yo uh. <laughs> that was the worst soul sucking yeah i mean hey man and, and i'm not trying to put anyone down who's like who, who's like you know making a living doing that that's I, I i this has nothing to do i'm not putting down anybody but for me personally oh my god i just don't <laughs> i did not have i did not have dude I, man it was horrible it was so horrible because i'd like be calling these people and like some people you would call you know and so you're you going there in the day and you have all these numbers you have to call you know you're talking to all these people and you know the people who are just full of shit who just you know they're just like you know i'm like yeah, I, I i i've told that same story yeah you know I, mean? <laughs> I know i know you and ain't full then, of nobody <laughs> yeah exactly but then every once in a while you would you would talk to somebody who legitimately man like you could tell that they just did not have the bread something happened in mm. their life where they just you just knew and then you'd have like these these manager people like on your back, you know, because they're you know they're trying to do whatever to get this money off of me. And like, I, I, man, it was horrible. Oh it man, was horrible! It was horrible. And I just remember one day, I just I was at home before I had to go to go to work, and I was just like, no, I'm done. I you know it's just like, yeah, I was <laughs> done, man. It was it was so weird because there were some people in there who were like killing it. You know, so they had like, so I was just like, obviously, like I've never done anything like this before. So I'm coming in as just like ground floor, you know. But then there's some cats who are like in the off in a different section, you know. It's just like a big, big room, and everyone's like in their little cubicle. But then there was like this one section of all the dudes who get all like the like they were like making like six figures a oh my year. Gosh. You know, I mean, like collecting, you know, and. <laughs> Dude. Man, it was it was like a movie, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> walking in with like you know the gold chains and the and the you know the shirts all wide open and the hair greased back and this is like like you guys just <laughs> oh my god, just, I just felt bad. I just felt like I needed to take a shower. Yeah, <laughs> when I left out of there, you know what I mean? It was so slimy. Oh. Like, Oh, dude, it was it was bizarre, man. It was so bizarre, dude. Uh, yeah, it I, definitely. It, it gave me a, a whole appreciation for like what I'm actually supposed, you know, what right. I really wanted to in life, you know. I had um <laughs> when I was I started gigging young too, and um my mom didn't like that I was like I was out late, you know, as a teenager, yeah. like playing yeah. gigs. I was yeah, I was playing yeah. like I was probably like I started when I was like 14, playing like yeah, playing yeah. professionally around town, and and I started playing with like blues bands and stuff, and yeah. um and I was just like so I was out late then sleeping during the day to get ready for my next gig the next day. And my mom was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you got to get a real job. <laughs> so I, so I got a job at a pizza place making pizzas. And, yeah, um, yeah. there was, so I worked there for two weeks and, um, 
I've had a lot of different jobs, like in construction and stuff, but I, this was like my first mm-hmm. job. I got it. I, I worked there for two weeks and my, I got my check and my check was like the equivalent of like one of my gigs that I was playing during the week. Oh. And I was like, yeah. and so I had a gig on a Friday and they wanted me in at work. And so I was in there with my apron on and I was like, yeah, I got to leave by this time. And they're like, what are you mm-hmm. talking about? Like, I'm like, well, I got a gig. And they're just like the, I remember the manager going, you know, you need to figure out what's, what's like the, what's more important. And you need to think about your career. And I was like, you're right. I took off my apron and handed it to yeah. her. I was like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. She just, her but mouth was just love, open. Like what? Don't you love people like that though? Oh my God. Like seriously, man. Like those are like some of the, like, man, like it's one thing to have people who are just always like kind of, and I appreciate people are always like cheering you on and supporting you and, yeah. you know, but those are the people I really love. The people who like say you can't do, you know, something. I love it. Tell me, please tell me I can't do it. I'm yeah. going to prove to you. Or tell, you know, tell me that all like, what, you, what, what you know, like, yeah, those are the people that really show you the way, you know? Yeah. And I, I really appreciate that, man. You know, like I, they're the, the, the best, you know? <laughs> man. Like, that's all the motivation you need, man. It's like, oh man, you're, no, we're not. We're not vibing. We're not. You don't get what I'm trying to do. So sometimes out, it's good know? to have one of those jobs, man. So it puts things in perspective. Where you're like, you know yeah, what? Man. I really appreciate what I do for real. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like, I I told yeah. I told somebody that this week or last week. I was like, man, I'm just kind of getting. You know, I'm in the grind and I'm I'm working and gigging and you know trying to make ends meet. And I said, I I maybe I complain a little bit or whatever, like, ah, man, I'm just, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm whatever. So I said, you know, I think I need to get a real job. And they're like, what are you talking about? I'm like, maybe I need to just like get a job for like a week. I'm like, just a week, Mm -hmm. like hardcore, like, Hey, I'm out here like gardening or digging trenches or something just for like a few days. So I can go back yeah. to like, okay, I really thoroughly enjoy playing my drums, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> like help me appreciate it a little bit more. Exactly. <laughs> Funky Phil, exactly. what's your weirdest job? Uh, probably being a mover. Yeah. I was a professional before. mover for a few years. In Philly in the snow? Yeah. I was, I was just playing in bands that I, I loved, like original bands that didn't really pay well. Mm-hmm. And then just moving moving houses in the daytime and driving <laughs> trucks and uh you got to see a lot of the city i got to see a lot of different types of people and a lot of different things that they own wow <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a really good gave me a good understanding that's of why you're so that's why you're so swole though because you were like lifting stuff off <laughs> <laughs> but and it also made me really appreciate like you were saying playing playing drums yeah. for a living is much better yeah yeah we can't take that for yeah. granted yeah um yeah. man alan we're gonna wrap right there with you but let me say this we run our show the way that we do because we want to have you back on sometime <laughs> we keep it open-ended <laughs> so you know it's not like a hey how did we okay we know the history of alan now so we'll just move yes. on to the next drummer um I feel like that was too short and um Phil's got Phil's playing at Disneyland today so he's got we're on a tight schedule today so yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, hit me up whenever. I'm totally down. Man, what a, <laughs> what a great, like, just a great guest on our show. We really appreciate it, man. And we really appreciate what you do. We appreciate your music. And, um, yeah, man, we thank you for coming on. It's really great. Oh, 
Um, thank, thank you so much for having me. Really, if, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. If people want to follow you on Instagram, it's keep on brother, right? Keep on brother. Oh, play on, play, play on, brother. play on, play on brother. Play on, brother. Yep. Um, on Instagram, yep. you can see uh, your studio and all the stuff you're working on. So, you know, yeah. go ahead and hit the follow button, subscribe and uh, all that stuff. And, um, yeah, man, thank you again for coming on. We'll, we'll chat with you again uh, soon. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Seriously. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. We'll do it. Maybe maybe we'll do we'll have you and uh and Zach Nager on together. That's Yo. That would be fun, oh, man. Good. <laughs> Zach's yeah. the homie, man. We love Zach, man. He's cool. Yeah, dude. That, that's my that's my boy, man. Yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Heck yeah. All right, man. Right well, on. thanks again. We'll talk soon. Okay, sounds good. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you. Drum Brigade Podcast. Oh boy. I felt like that was too short, man. Well, we definitely gotta have him back. Yeah. I, I've I could chat with that dude all day. Yeah. It's like that dude is making he makes so much did that just really happen, first of all? Yeah. Alan Evans, man. Thank you so much for coming on. That dude, I think it's because we're similar in age, but I feel like you know he has he has many 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 accomplishments, but bro, we are the same. Like, yeah, <laughs> we are like very similar. Yeah, like the way that we grew. He he reminds me of my like my best friend that he passed away, but he was also a drummer. We grew up watching all the videos, doing all the stuff like exactly like what he was talking about. And I talk about just playing what's in your heart and having feel, man. Like have feel. Don't worry about all the technical stuff so much. You know, like I love what I love everything that he was saying. I like completely back everything that he was saying. I mean, me too. I can't wait to have him on. We say that all the time, but we got to have him back on, dude. He's that was was a good chat. Dude is a great musician. man. Solid insights. Yes. Yes. There's wisdom in that interview. Big time. (laughs) Um, All right, Phil. Well, before we get we we wrap it up. I'm just kidding. Uh. (laughs) Just kidding. Every time we're like trying to wrap it up, I get on a soapbox and Phil's like, bro, come on. <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. All right, Phil, you got to go to your gig. I told you guys it was a short show today. Um, Sorry. So we'll make it up to you by posting a bonus episode. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. Um, we need to do a part two, though. We really we really do need to do a part two with Alan. That was... I'm super down. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, that was cool. Um so, um, oh man, we didn't play any. Of, You're funky, man. We didn't play any of um, Zach's drops. Uh, it sucks. Basically, is the word. Yeah. Why didn't we do that we'll when he was get, on? We'll get him next time. All right. Make a note. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. It's the Drum Brigade podcast. Um, shout out to Revolution Drum Products. Revolution Drum. It's RevoDrum.com. Um, they're the guys who make True Tones, the premium drum dampers the firefly drum key dude just quickly if you guys don't use that firefly drum key you're doing yourself a disservice just go check it out at least you won't be disappointed pick yourself up one use the code drum brigade 15 at checkout revodrum.com save yourself 15 percent on a firefly a revolution firefly it's just that easy yeah just type in the code save 15 percent 
Um, there's a bunch of other products that me and Phil use. We've done some giveaways on the show. We need to do another giveaway with some True Tones. Yeah. Um, we'll do that in the next coming weeks. Um, so, yeah, man. It's episode 72. Alan Evans on the show. That's just incredible. Woo. Dude is so cool, so down. And, um, you know, we're down and cool, too. Right, Phil? Yeah, I like to be. <laughs> I like to yeah. think. <laughs> All right, Funky Phil. One minute until you said we have to be done. So, Man, I'm we, impressed. Yeah, we did it. We stuck to our guns today. <laughs> I got on a soapbox. Didn't take too long. And we had an incredible drummer on. I'm really proud of this one. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Funky Phil. Thanks to Revolution um, for sponsoring our show. Thanks to the Drum Brigade for being awesome and having such dope, great, awesome, like super dope merch and sticking to the camaraderie over competition model that we stand by yeah yeah drum brigade podcast episode 72 thanks for listening to the drum brigade podcast this podcast was recorded in the beat locker at pimp city in oceanside california this podcast was produced by funky phil pardell and all drops and original music are by Corey kingston The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing. Like and subscribe.